them can look shiny on the outside. But let's cut into the heart of the matter. Is the juice flowing between you and your boo super sweet or leaving a bitter taste in your mouth? Our relationships and sex therapist unpacks the dynamics of our intimate relationships. It's time for the main squeeze. Well, it is time for the main squeeze where we dive into our intimate relationships. And let's just start with saying that we're going to be diving into a hot topic today. Now, in a perfect world, we go along with our intimate partner. We are, you know, there's there's bluebirds flying around our heads. Everything is absolutely harmonious and our sex drives are exactly the same and we fall into each other's arms with ease. As you can tell, this is an absolute fairy tale. And to unpack and demystify this whole Cinderella story is Carolyn Moffat from Couple Works. Welcome back to the juice, Carolyn. Thank you, Louise. And absolutely, isn't it just like the, the movies? Isn't that just how it's supposed to be? Well, I think, you know, we've been very ill-informed. I mean, right from, you know, the start, fairy tales, you know, it all happens so seamlessly. Then there's the rom-coms and everyone ends up happily ever after. But that's kind of where the story stops. It stops with the wedding or it stops with the, the relationship and then, you know what? There's this whole thing called reality where the rubber hits the road. <laughs> it sure does. And in reality, I just have so many people come into my office just really distressed. Um, and the stories that I hear are so much, so often about uh, one partner just wants more sex <laughs> yep. uh, and the other just doesn't. Uh, uh, and... Um, so often I hear such a story, uh, when I ask people to tell me their story, I hear words kind of that, that center around feeling rejected and not understood, feeling not cared about, feeling not valued or respected. And I hear, uh, so often we're not talking about sex. No, no. we're talking about themes of feeling reject. What do we do when we don't feel understood or respected or when we feel rejected? Uh, and so thank goodness. <laughs> uh, the truth of it is that, you know, this is not the movies. Uh, what we know is reality is in any close relationship, our sex drives are more often than not going to be mismatched. That's not a problem. That's reality. And it only becomes a problem when we don't know how to navigate that, to understand that, to navigate that and manage that so that everyone's needs are really heard and respected and, and met. Absolutely. Now, look, uh, I know that probably 90% of the cases, I, I'm guessing, uh, are, you know, women who are feeling burnt out and they're feeling that they're on the treadmill and they're doing everything and there's resentment and, and they're just not feeling in the mood and the husband's going, well, I don't understand what's going on. Uh, but the, the other can be true as well. If men have stress with work and um, they're all up in their head that they, they may um, close themselves off to that as well. And it is so deeply rooted, I guess, in uh, you want to feel desired by partner, you want to feel accepted, uh, you want to connect with your partner. So when that's not happening, it's often a little bit of a symptom, usually I would say, of a, of a bigger issue. Well, abs 
Absolutely. Um, but what, what we kind of know too, and I love it that you kind of mentioned men and women, you know, that biolo- biology and society plays a role in this, yeah. doesn't it? And, you know, if we were born with a penis, uh, then uh, we, we kind of, chances are we've been more socialised to believe that, you know, the only kind of way that you can really touch and get your need for affection and connection met is uh, through contact sports and through sex. Yeah. Uh, and and if we've been born, you know, without a penis, uh, then there's so many other ways that we can feel uh, connected. Uh, and yeah. and reality says that you know sometimes we get touched out, <laughs> especially yeah. if we're the primary caregiver of children. And so if two people are just really misunderstanding what the other is really needing and what the other is really not needing, and then there's so many ways of you know of of, of cycles of misunderstanding. Really Really getting in the way of really being able to talk about when is it just about sex? When am I feeling really rejected? When are we really feeling disconnected and just not on the same page? Mm, yeah, yeah. And it, it's so true, isn't it? And I guess, as you say, biology is um, sort of a major factor in that Um there are a whole load of load of things that need to go into the women's desire stew. Uh, you know, we need to we need to feel like we have space to be ourselves without kids hanging off us, and um, we need the mental load to be a little bit, um, you know, on the back burner and under control, and and all of these sorts of things for us because I guess our biggest sex organ is our brain, um, mm-hmm. and when we don't have testosterone, like um, penis owners do then you know we need we need these other things to be happening um but i guess the the biggest issue i i suppose that you would see is that there's no communication about it Absolutely. And when we get stuck in those cycles of disconnection, uh, then how we deal with that stops us co- stops us communicating and then that keeps those patterns really stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we're feeling like, you know, my, my person doesn't understand me, they just want sex, uh, uh, and then we kind of withdraw and become kind of resentful and, and then feel used or, or, or feel kind of like not wanted or, 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 or just kind of... Uh, um, not special, not understood. Uh, and if our partner's kind of rejecting us when we want to connect in a sexual way, then we feel not understood or not valued or not loved and cared. And there's only limited ways that we can really deal with that. And for some people, uh, they, they fall into a pattern of kind of angry pursuing uh, and then really kind of angry withdrawing or really kind of avoiding. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, patterns of, you know, one partner will like, I, I, I'm going to withdraw affection altogether because I don't want to send a mixed message or, or kind of, you mm-hmm. know, invite you to connect in ways that are going to lead to sex and when I don't want it. So we get caught in more distance and disconnection and both people feel misunderstood. Both people feel, feel, you know, believe it's about rejection uh, and that's, the real problem and thank goodness we have a way of getting out of a way of dealing with that awesome well what we might do is when we come back we might look at some strategies on if this is showing up in your intimate relationships uh, a good place to start with bringing this issue to the table before it becomes such an elephant in the room that neither of you are actually acknowledging we'll be back with carolyn on the main squeeze you're listening to the juice 
It's my pleasure to welcome back Carolyn Moffat to the show. And today we are talking about mismatched sex drives and how that can show up as a real issue in relationships. Now, at the end of the last segment, Carolyn, we were talking about how um, when there's a communication breakdown, one partner who is pursuing will feel rejected and shut down and that sort of thing, and the other one will feel quite put upon, and that makes both partners quite angry. And then there's this whole passive-aggressive thing going on, which helps nobody. So I said that what we would do is dive into some strategies and of how we might bring this to the table because it is a sensitive subject. Um, Our sexualities are important to us and and sort of do inform our identity. So when we feel like that's being rejected, uh, it can cut pretty deep, can't it? It sure can. It sure can. And one of the first, well, the starting place is to really uh, kind of identify. Well, what are we even talking about here? What mm. we kind of what what our what our science shows us really clearly is that you know we really are wired to need connection, and 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 the language of connection is affection and touch, uh, and and. Uh, that does or doesn't have to involve orgasms. Yeah. <laughs> orgasms can be the icing on the cake, uh, but we're not wired to code them as a safety kind of need. They're just the extra kind of uh, be really nice. Yep. <laughs> and so for us to, for a couple to really be able to talk about, well, what are we talking, is this rejection? Are we talking about sex here or are we talking about rejection? That's the number one question to have, the number one conversation to have because then the response is different. Uh, if we're talking about rejection, uh, then it's so important to really uh, be able to, uh, to to work together as a team to identify, well, how can we meet our need for affection and connection so that when no uh, has to be said, no, it's just about sex. I'm not rejecting you. I'm just rejecting sex tonight. Yeah. Uh, or you're not rejecting kind of, you know, the person, yeah, and it's it really does make sense that that's a really important point is that, um, you know, we need to make it really clear to our partner if we're not in the mood for, for sex that it's not about them, it's just about, you know, I've got a headache or there's too much going on or I'm too tired and, you know, it's Absolutely. not about you. Yeah. Sometimes a headache just is a headache and there's so many ways to feel connected and se- and you can even have some sexual play. It doesn't have to always end in an orgasm. Yes. Uh, and you can still play, uh, stay connected if you know you're not rejecting or being rejected by your person. Yeah. Uh, and when we can have those conversations, then we're staying in emotional connection and that our brain codes that as safety and ironically... Uh, that really kind of is the matrix through which we can manage all kinds of more difficult, diff, different, more difficult conversations. Yeah. Sometimes it is about sex. 
And what we kind of know is that, you know, our, our biology plays a role and, you know, about half of us are kind of like self-starters, you know, happy to have sex, uh, looking for it, you know, yeah. whatever, uh, and, and, and maybe we could call that kind of like a microwave style. Uh, and the other half are more of a slow cooker style. Yes. <laughs> might not be ready and looking for it everywhere, but, they, but, but, but it's not through a lack of love. Yeah, uh, I just know that their bodies need a little kind of coaxing uh, to get to meet to meet our you know our person halfway. Uh, and if 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 we're feeling kind of like we're talking about rejection, then we're not really interested in knowing how to manage those you know our microwave slow cooker. <laughs> I love that. I love that more than life itself. Microwave versus slow cooker. Sometimes you can nuke it for 30 seconds and you're ready to go. And But the slow cooker, if you've ever had beef that falls apart in your mouth from the slow cooker, you will know that sometimes it's worth the wait. <laughs> Absolutely, and the desire, the, the outcome is the same. Both partners want yeah. <laughs> the same thing. It's just different styles in our bodies and that's all it is. Yeah. Look, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that microwave and slow cooker. I really like that analogy. It's perfect. You Good. Know? And you know, when we've had the when we've had the connection conversation or the rejection conversation, and we know this is just a you know this is just a microwave slow cooker conversation, then ironically, uh, the per, the person you know, sex just is 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 not connected to do you value me? Uh, are you yeah. there for me? Uh, and so it's less important, and we don't put for it so much uh, yeah. and ironically again uh, when we're a more withdrawn partner uh, we're more predisposed to want to get our slow cooker started yeah. <laughs> and move towards the finish line and so it's a win-win for, for both partners. Awesome yeah and look I really love what you've done there because it is sometimes like a sticky conversation to bring to the table but if you can put it in something like that it just completely encapsulates what's going on. Uh, and it's both of you want to cook, both of you want dinner, but it's yes. just in different ways. <laughs> and, you know, and it doesn't it doesn't mean that, um, you know, you're not going to the restaurant ever again um, or you've given the restaurant a one-star review. That's not what it is. <laughs> you know, yes. and, um, and then by using those sort of analogies, that's why, you know, um, you're so valuable here on The Juice because using that language um, completely takes away the emotion of rejection or um, frustration or anger out of it. It's just a different way of approaching it. And how boring would it be if we were all the same? Absolutely. And then, you know, when we're feeling like we're a team, uh, then it's a shared challenge to work together on. Yeah. And um, we can do anything when we're partnered up with a team with our most important other person, with our squeeze. We can. We can. Carolyn, thank you so much for bringing this conversation to the table. It is a really important one. And, uh, and I love the suggestions that you've brought. And I'm sure that that's hitting home with a lot of people who, Maybe feel now brave enough to go and have that discussion and release some of the underlying tensions in their relationship. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And I just want to say to everyone, do it. Have those conversations. They're not easy, but they are so, so worth it. And everybody wants to eat the same meal at the, <laughs> at 
the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. That was Carolyn Moffat, and you're listening to The Main Squeeze on Newcastle Live Radio.